0: In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. So we come to the seventh Sunday of Easter. Seven Sundays where we've been looking at um, how the world has turned upside down through the resurrection of Jesus and how it has affected us um, as followers and as believers. And this isn't just the seventh Sunday of Easter, it's also Ascension Sunday, uh, where Ascension was on Thursday and so we're in that that period of time where we're awaiting the coming of the Holy Spirit that comes on Pentecost so the disciples um, during this period liturgically are are sitting and praying and expecting and waiting for that fulfillment of that promise to take place and um, Jesus has gone, ascended, and, and is preparing that place for us, and preparing to send the Counselor and interceding on our behalf. And every year, on this Sunday, uh, we hear this—a portion of this high priestly prayer from John 17. Every year, we get part of it. Um, and the prayer is uh, sort of, sort of redundant, right, and, and sort of repetitive, but it, but it but it petitions us and really presents the the ways in which the world really is turned upside down for us. And perhaps the place where it's turned the most upside down is in the fact that we have been set apart, that we have been set apart and made holy and sanctified and consecrated to be ambassadors in the world for the glory of Jesus Christ, and through this passage, there's there's a couple things that we have to get really clear, and I probably should have done this before, um, but I think it became clearer in this passage this week, um, especially after Rogation last week, where there's a difference between the world and the earth, right? there's a difference between the world and the earth. When Jesus says, you're not of this world, he does not mean you're not of this earth or you're not of this planet. And that I'm going to zap you and bring you to, to heaven. Um, and so you don't have to worry about this world and we don't have to be good stewards of this world. That's not what this is, passage is saying at all, right? World is, is, a, is a, a value, a vision, It's, um, you are not of the values of this world. You don't have the same identity of those in power, of those who oppress the poor, for those who seek wealth, the institutions that um, rule the world where the rich get richer and the poor get poorer, and, and, and all of that. This is not, this is the world that Jesus is talking about. You have, you're not of this world. I've brought you to bring the message of salvation to this world, but you're not of this world, which is not the same as the earth, right? The world is on the earth. We are on the earth. Um, So it's a very important distinction because I think that's gotten manipulated over, over the years that, that we don't have to do, we don't have to worry about our earth because the world is going to take, um, cause we're not going to be here anyway as Christians. So let's just make that clear. However, um, one thing that's, that is definitely clear, um, is, is the, is the idea of holiness of of being set apart, of being sanctified. And and as Episcopalians especially, we have we have lots of things that we have made holy. We've made the body and blood holy. We 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 sanctify the elements of bread and wine and set them apart as the body and blood of Jesus Christ, as He's called us to. We've set apart oil that's holy for anointing specifically for the purposes of anointing and healing and, and making chrism to, to mark uh, one who's been baptized as Christ's own forever. We've set apart altars and tabernacles and vases and crosses and candlesticks and all sorts of things that we've consecrated, blessed, made holy, set apart for a particular purpose. And this happened um, from the time of Moses, right? And as the Israelites were were in the desert, God commanded them to to create a tabernacle that he could dwell in, to set apart things that were holy. Later, the temple was built, and it was set apart to be holy. And priests were set apart to be holy with specific areas in which... To to declare one as holy or not, right? This is, this is why Jesus tells the lepers, whom he cleanses, to go and show yourselves to the priests, for they have the power to c- declare you clean or unclean. You're either set apart for, for God, or you need to be set apart over here, right? Away cast out from the community separated um, or you're or you're declared welcome to come in and so this idea of being set apart um, is is firmly entrenched in the mindset and the worldview of of the disciples but now Jesus, Jesus turns it a little bit, right? He says in his prayer, sanctify them. These are for the disciples. Sanctify them in the truth. Sanctify them in the truth for your word is truth. As you sent me into the world, so I have sent them into the world. And for their sake, I consecrate myself that they may be sanctified in the truth. And so what's happening? What's going on in this, this, this new reality that, that we're being set apart? We're being sanctified, We're being made holy in the truth of Jesus Christ, in the Word, in the reality of the resurrection and the, the coming of the Holy Spirit, being sanctified, being purified. Not just to be placed in the church as a holy relic. Not to be put near the altar to look beautiful. Not as a vessel of worship. At least the worship that we're used to saying. But in fact, a new type of worship. We become living sacrifices, as Paul writes in Romans. Become a living sacrifice. This is your spiritual act of worship. You have been set apart. You have been sanctified in order to become a living sacrifice to the world. To go into the world. To declare the light and love and power and truth of God to the world. You've been set apart and made holy, not to be just placed somewhere and sit, but to be sent. And that's the radical new shift that's taking place. The priests of Israel served in the temple. You came to the priest the priest gave you god's blessing the priest did took your offering the priest made was the intermediary between you and god now you who've been sanctified you the priesthood of all believers you the living stones of the temple of god have been made holy. Not for people to come to you, but for you to go to them. And this is why, as we talked about before, that that horrible E word, evangelism in the Episcopal Church, we get it mixed up. We think we have to have It all together. We think we have to have the perfect answer, the perfect solution. We think we have to have the perfect shtick in order to lead people to Jesus. But in fact, you are invited just to go and be a living sacrifice to them. Do nothing, say nothing more than love. You don't have to have. An agenda. You are, can allow the Spirit of God to lead you and guide you and direct you just by being sanctified, consecrated in the truth of God's grace and love. When um, Audrey was little, about three years old, uh, when she was out of preschool, she'd come with me to. Uh, hospital visits and nursing home visits and she'd carry the little communion kit down the hallway. She was my little helper. And, uh, we had one prisoner that we visited, uh, quite regularly in the nursing home and, um, she had a roommate and, uh, one day we, we were sitting with our, with our parishioner and, and, uh, talking and, and, giving communion and praying. And uh, as we were saying our goodbye, as Audrey said, um, to the, about, pointing to the roommate next, what about her? Shouldn't we pray for her? And so, yes, we asked, would you like us to pray with you? Would you like communion? Which she did. Um, but here's, here is a, a, a reality of where one who's, who's three years old and, and not um, firmly entrenched in what your role is. My role is to go take communion to my parishioner and I'm, I'm going and, and doing my job and my vessel. And this is, this is how I'm, I'm sanctified and made holy as a priest to bring forth the sacrament. But I'm also sanctified and made holy to go to this person right here, right next to them. One, a sheep who is not my own, but one in the world who needs to hear the glory and grace and promise, who needs to be touched, to be prayed for have the spirit of God. And it's a three-year-old who taught me that, who told me that, who pointed that out, who reminded me of that, right? For they too, right, have been sanctified, have been made holy more often than not attention to our children and the ways in which they love and care right how how can we be living sacrifices how can we see ourselves as being sanctified and set apart and made holy first thing i think we need to do is is rid ourselves of the fact that we're we're sinful and and totally depraved and um, all those things because the reality is in christ we've been forgiven right we do sin we do make mistakes we do err but through the blood of jesus christ our sins have been forgiven and therefore they've been blotted and made clean and we have an intimate relationship with God who gives us the Holy Spirit and empowers us and sets us apart and has consecrated us us to make us holy in his sight. So all those negative thoughts you have about yourself, stop thinking about them that way and think about how God sees you as a beloved child, as holy as spotless, as worthy of his love. And then embrace that reality and declare that same love to someone else. See yourself not as one who's Just there to soak in, like a sponge, the love and grace of God. Though there are times in your life where that is definitely good. But one who's called to take that sponge and wring it out over someone else's head. Right? To go, to bring forth that love bring forth that promise to bring forth that joy and blessing to the world for when we start looking at ourselves in this way we start seeing what Jesus has done in consecrating himself on the cross sending forth his spirit to us not just that we're going to heaven, not just that we can have a great life on earth, but as ambassadors and as witnesses and as holy priests who aren't waiting for people to come to us, but for us to go to people. May we bring forth the love of Christ. To the world. May we bring forth his joy and strength to the world. Let's pray. Almighty God, we give you thanks and praise for filling us with your truth, for sending us your truth, for allowing us to live into that truth, for sanctifying us in the truth and making us holy, holy vessels of your light and your love and your promise. Thank you for your spirit. Thank you for your son, Jesus Christ. Lead us, we pray, into the world. Protect us from all assaults of the enemy and fill us with strength, power, and courage to declare your light and your love to those who are in desperate need of it. May we be living sacrifices, holy priests, serving you. In Jesus' name, amen.